Hi, hello. Welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we are the Sherman sisters. This week we watched the 1997 Disney... I think it was 96. 96. Disney not at all classic Hunchback of Notre Dame. Do you think it's not a classic? People don't talk about it. I mean, hmm. I contend that they should because I actually had a better time than I was expecting I, a clear mile. Yeah. You know what it is is that there's not a prince or a princess. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, that's where that's it, true. It's, tricky. It's, it's for the workers. It's for the workers. Uh-huh. Um, and it's also complete bastardization of the original of the property. Of Hugo, yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh, boy, it was fun. Uh, but before we start talking about it, bitch, let's sync up. Please. What have you been up to? Thank you. Um, as always, thanks. for asking. Thanks, love. Um, <laughs> what have I been up to? Well, uh, okay, Go, went to Uncle Nicky's Friday, caught oh, up with Ingrid and Rachel. God, I love Uncle Nicky's. It's just good. I like to order small plates there. Mm-hmm. And Did you get that, that tostini with the... Um, it's the tostada grazia. Wait, is that the thing with the, that I got with the hummus on it? Yeah. <sighs> stupid. 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 I get that. I get the stuffed pepper peppers. Mm-hmm. Their um, baked goods are just incredible as well. The cookies, as I remember. Yes. Were. You know what I did? I, I'm, a goof, I'm a goofball. Mm-hmm. Rachel was like, oh, I should get gelato. And I was like, I will do the same. I don't know if it was gelato or ice cream. It was a lot, regardless. Mm -hmm. And it was mint chip. I'm not young anymore. I can't, I can't, you saw that reductress thing that was like, what the hell? This woman processes dairy? Was the headline. (laughs) Yeah. Gelato is also one of those things where they give you the tiniest scoop and you think, oh, that's stupid. I should order a second scoop. Mm -hmm. And it's, no, babe. You're no. gonna, you were going to struggle to get through that first one. I, you know how I go through these things where I'm like, okay, I'm only going to have a milkshake once a year, which is mm-hmm. a policy that I have had for like 15 mm-hmm. years now. Yeah, longstanding, yep. And then somewhere along the way it became, I will have a milkshake never. I just, I don't crave them. Um, they're delicious, but I know, the, I, do. Yeah. I know the consequences The ramifications, well. yeah. And it was, it's becoming the same thing with barbecue. Mm-hmm. Like I went to Lockhart mm-hmm. and... I had it, and I was like, okay, perhaps it's... Um, Curtains for that one, girl. Biannual. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe ice cream... Ice cream's coming up on the list. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I will say this, though. I do pretty frequently enjoy those, like, oat milk fudge bars. I was going to say... That's different. The the non-dairy oat, uh, ice cream scene, is, it's at a good place right off now. right now. It's really popping off. Yeah. You can get a lot of good non-dairy ice cream. Oh, and yeah. Sweet Ritual over here on airport. Mm-hmm. Incredible. They had, like, a chocolate chip cookie dough a couple years ago that Shut I think up. about regularly. Yeah. I would, okay, I, would, I will go try that. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, then Saturday I had to do a little bit of work, so I went to this coffee shop and ordered... A, like I sent you a picture of this. Yeah. I said a large cold brew. <laughs> that made me chuckle. <laughs> when I order a large cold brew, it's usually like 16 ounces, maybe. 16 ounces, and that's, you know, pushing it. Right. I think what they handed me was at least 24 ounces. At least, yes. The picture that you sent me, that was like, it was no at ice. least. It was at least. No, there was ice. Never mind. As big as. No, it was bigger than a medium drink at, at like McDonald's would be. Yeah. And this is not iced coffee. This is cold brew. Mm-hmm. This is the concentrate, babe. Mm-hmm. I saw mm-hmm. him pull it out of the tap. Didn't cut it with water. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Just a little bit of oat milk. Um, what coffee shop was this? So just, you oh, know. Oh, my God. It was. Um, just for research. Not, I'm not going there or anything. No, you should. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm what absolutely going to Oh, my there. God. What is it called? Okay. It, it is where Seventh Flag used to be on South First. So if you're going over there to that Santeria shop, which you should. It's okay. very fun. Okay. Um. It's like, and the vibe there is very like Magnolia, like Old Town Spring. Oh, love that. Love that. But I had a savory monkey bread. Oh. Stupid. Oh. Stupid. Stupid. They had a lot of baked goods that I was like, 
very handsome enough to tempt me. <laughs> and I had some coffee, and then Nicole. The met text me you and, sent me about that. What was it you said? You were like, um, "Today's I, plans have changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be running up that hill and making a deal with God." Yeah, I really <laughs> running felt, up that hill, running up that road, running up that building. Yeah, because I think said. about that tweet all the time. It's like running up that hill. All right, Kate, way to go. Running up that road. All right, Kate, running up that building. Kate, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, I bebopped around town, did a few errands, um, got my toes did. Oh, right. That felt good. My my feet are disgusting right now. My foot hair situation. Oh, no. Can we be honest? Yeah, of course. If I left things unchecked, uh it would be Frodo Baggins within four days, and I mean this. (laughs) Four days? I think so. Is it just your toes? No, it's the top of my foot. It's because the whole top of my foot the is whole hairy. Top of my, it's becoming it's becoming a hobbit situation. And, and I have to say also that is a really it's a trap. <laughs> it's because a, the you, most feminine thing in the world. Well, no, when you shave the top of your foot, it is very easy to cut. There are so if I had a time machine, there's little I would change, but there I would because butterfly effect. It's you know it's tricky. Right, it's tricky. I would find myself in the times that I started shaving certain aspects. Mm-hmm. And be so like, leave that one alone. Leave it alone. Leave it <laughs> alone. You're blonde, you asshole. It's like, going to come back thicker than ever before. darker. Yep. So the one, stupid. The one time that was not true is that, so you like, you know, when you're a little girl and you start shaving and mm-hmm. then it's like. And then you always have that one friend who's like aggro and is like femininity requires complete <laughs> hairlessness. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. But and they demand that you shave your forearms because that's <laughs> they don't demand it. But they're like, who is this Aunt Lydia, a friend of yours? <laughs> I'll tell you, femininity requires absolute hairlessness. I'll tell you who it was that told me to do this. I'm excited later. to hear this. Well, and we've talked about this on the pod. The older I get, the more I'm like, my body hair is like so cute. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love my forearm hair. Yeah, but I did shave it as yeah. a kid, and it was I did it one time. It was esophic. Oh, as a little girl. really? I don't remember that for thickums. you. And it it never came back as thick. That was the one time Interesting. that I didn't get pet cemeteried on my my body hair. Interesting. I do I do recall shaving my forearms one time. Um, I'm so excited to learn. Who one said singular. This to you. you won't be surprised. Um, I shaved them one singular time, and then it came back. I think at least as fine as it had been before. Yeah. But very blonde. Like, why did I think that was something I needed to do? I think I was given this advice by someone with significantly darker body hair. We have blonde privilege. We do. That, which is the thing people... I, I, I'm actually not even being a, no. a little stinker about this. Like, no. I... When it comes blonde to body hair is is depilatory uh, issues, it makes life easier. Another thing I would have maybe told my young self is uh, above the knee is not worth your time. I still feel that way, but then sometimes I'm so well, shocked that it's like a grandmother willow type situation. It's on the, the back, back of my, of my it's the back of my legs. It's the back of my legs, mm-hmm. and that it'll deceive you because then you're walking through Trader Joe's with just like full Ross Trent coming yep. out of yep. your shorts. Yeah, it is. Uh, why? Why is it? so dark I don't on the know. back of my thighs it, it doesn't make any sense the tops are very blonde I have no idea well because they don't get the same sunlight maybe I don't know if that's it I think it is I Yikes. think I solved this it's just it's just very and this bad this is the kind of content that you can always expect on this podcast of course of course discussions of body hair which um, you know I do think I should patent my idea that I had years ago what was your idea I was like a small UV light attached to your razor oh no you absolutely should if anyone takes this That'll really hurt my feelings. But, like, big magic, a new idea will come to me. Maybe this will bless you. But, like, hey. <laughs> I, I think it would be really smart, actually. Especially, patenting is apparently not as hard as you think it is. Especially if you could have a UV light that um, 
was like bi-directional so that yeah so that it was like the top and the the back of the razor uh-huh. you could see it you know something to think about maybe much to consider much to consider um anyway that's basically what oh craig and i went to bouvelina due mm-hmm. for dinner damn, damn, they damn, are damn, damn, damn. they are making pasta now friends in austin i feel like that's news you can use um, i love bouvelina due i see god as damn. much as i love pasta i feel like i would get there and be like I'm still going to get my pizza. We I'd have a, to, you know. A double split ski. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, um, we had... Uh, so you didn't go without the pizza? No. Yeah. No. That would we be We had foolish. the cacio pepe and then mm-hmm. the um, vodka arrabbiata for the pizza. Damn. Vodka sauce. Girl, vodka sauce. Vodka sauce. <laughs> Homeschool. <laughs> you ever think about the way Regina George yeah. says... Homeschooled. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> How interesting. Such an interesting emphasis that, yeah. that Rachel McAdams chose there. Homeschooled. You know, Matt and... Matt Rogers and Joel Kimbooster, who was filling in for mm. Bowen this week, were discussing how um, if Mean Girls came out today, Rachel McAdams Don't would have been nominated. Oh, 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 okay. Like, okay, they were saying it. Like, yes. Not, they were saying yes, we now the Academy understand. Because takes comedy a little more seriously. A little more seriously than they used to. Because yeah, they were like, that is, a cali- that is a high caliber comedy performance. God, she... Re- I could say that really for so many people in that movie. Truly. Everybody left Absolutely. out on the court. Nobody dropped the ball in that film. That was how I felt about Zola. Friends, go see Zola. I gotta see Zola. I, I can't... I could not pick out... The level of commitment. The, the best performance. Everyone was incredible. Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that Riley Keough was really something. I was shocked. Yeah. Honey. I was in tears I, almost. I, was, I really was. <laughs> yeah. Because she just fully, like, and that's a humiliating voice to do. Oh, yeah. And she did it. On the trailer, I was like, wow, she's really doing this. She, she, she so seems committed. cool as hell. She does. Hot. Hot. In that Lisa well, Marie I mean, way. Well, her grandfather is Elvis Presley. What are you going to do with Famously that? Famously one of the hotties of all of He really was a hottie history. for the ages. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like so soulful. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful man. It's interesting to share a crush with your grandmother. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> you shared several crushes and, with Granny. And it is a couple of them. Well, she was more into Franco Nero than Richard Harris. Wrong. I mean, no, you're correct oh, that she no, was, but she's wrong. <laughs> no, I yeah, I agree. I mean, Frank O'Neill uh, was beautiful too. Frank O'Neill was beautiful, but it's this it's the soul that Richard Harris mm-hmm, brings to that mm-hmm, performance. Mm-hmm. It's a, and the you know the so eyes, gentle. the eyes. It's the eyes. Mm. Anyway, Mm-mm-mm. that's what I've been up to. I was you have a you had a big. Weekend. I've been everywhere, man. Okay, you <laughs> danced with kings and seen some things. We went to Sonoma, Parker and I, this weekend. Uh, it's just kind of like a. It was the first time we've left Marigold mm-hmm. like for more than uh, two days, but we were not for much longer. It was like three days this time. Um, I don't know if I said on the pod last week that we got two of our three nights comped because mom and dad had a wretched experience in with that their hotel. Did we talk about mom's iconic review? No, I don't think we did. Um, do you have it on hand? I, I, I could pull it up. Okay. So our parents and their friends went to um, Sonoma the week before me. And hey, Angelie, what's up, girl? She's actually heard this story directly from me, and I know she also listens to the pod, so she's yeah. going to get a lot of duplicates. Well, that's, that's fine. Um, anyways, they went to, um, they stayed at a different hotel, but it was owned by the same people that own um, uh, the people, the hotel that Parker and I stayed at. And so they had a terrible experience. Their hotel was, like, just not as cute as they thought it was going to be. And, like, 
the all of the properties that are in this network are like we do it at a happy hour and like free breakfast and whatever and mom was like this happy hour was a joke oh my god this do breakfast you, was a joke i've review. got it i've got okay, it okay you're gonna have to <clears throat> i can read it or you can your call I'm, I'm happy to let you read it if you'd like to i would love to read this <laughs> i have never been start with the i do not yeah because she updated she has like an addendum oh, okay at the top. Yeah. so she she did go back and the situation was righted yeah and Lindsay got two nights comped because of the venom of this review yes and and one night was because of mom's review one was because of her friend's review yeah yeah so mom's an aries rising i feel like mm-hmm. i should perhaps it's relevant say. here libra sun so, real sweetheart but mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know the clown comes back to bite sometimes sure does yep. Virgo moon yeah which would explain everything all of this this whole email <laughs> yeah. not email this review okay <laughs> cannot with this. I do not consider myself to be a negative person, so I will start with the positives. This is a great location, and we had nice, cool air in our room. That is about the extent of it. When we first arrived, Daniela was behind the desk and did not even bother to acknowledge our presence. She sat and continued looking at her computer without looking up. When Christy came out to greet us, she was neither welcoming nor helpful, although she at least assured or at least acknowledged our presence. Christy assured that we would receive a text when our room was ready, but that never happened. <laughs> When we were finally able to check in, we were offered the picnic, in quotes, that was advertised. It was a few pieces of substandard cheese and cracker. Substandard cheese. Along with two plastic-covered cups of cheap wine. All of this was in a bag that had probably been sitting around for a while. Also, the breakfast options provided were not tempting, so we chose to eat out instead. We're not tempting. We're not tempting really killed me. The room looked nothing like the pictures. We were in the annex building where the furnishings were old. The room was crowded with useless and mismatched pieces and storage was limited. We were told that we would not be able to have maid service due to COVID restrictions. (laughs) The sink leaked constantly, leaving the countertop soaked. The bathtub was a hazard due to the height of the tub and the space surrounding it. Also, the bed had a metal headboard (laughs) that clanged like a gong each time one of us moved. Yikes. There's absolutely no sound insulation in the building. The TV offered no premium channels. <laughs> that one is, is such a goofy addition. So funny. The TV me. offered no premium channels. <laughs> <laughs> this is honestly one of the most disappointing hotel stays I've ever experienced. I've stayed at a lot of hotels with mom. Yeah. And ones where, as I was drifting off to sleep, she was like, God, I wonder if a rat's in here. <laughs> And she had the temerity to act like the, like this is the worst. The, it's so much of it is beautiful to me. Useless and mismatched pieces. Yes. It's like, okay, what are you, like, collecting well, Biedermeyers now? <laughs> no, she was like, there was like, <laughs> the way she kind of described it verbally was like, there was just a bunch of shit everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's like. I love that, like, like country mom came out. Where yeah. It was like, there's just shit everywhere. But I mean, there, she's like, the pieces were useless and mismatched. <laughs> so, so <laughs> goofy but like I mean I get it like hotels there are really expensive fine whatever sure sure but like Parker and I like mom and dad told us that was where they were staying and I looked at the pictures and I was like hmm. I see useless and mismatched pieces <laughs> no just like they you know they hid that in the review photos or whatever like the you know the listing photos but it all looked very like this is a cute country cottage and uh-huh. I and that sets off some alarm bells in me that makes me think it's gonna be dusty and musty in what there what was the the Meg Stalter um 
the butter factor. It's oh, a, yeah. Hi, gay. Yeah, hi, gay. But it was, what is it called? The butter. We were stomping away with deals with our. We were sashaying away with deals. <laughs> so we believe in treating everyone equally and have for the last Best four, four months. months. <laughs> I don't remember what she says Happy about Happy Proud Month. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, our hotel was an extremely positive experience. We, um, they were like, hey, you know, if you're going to get here after 8 p.m., please just let us know and we'll give you instructions about how to get in. We were like, okay, so sorry. You know, we're going to be there at like nine. Our flight was delayed a little bit and we had to pick up a rental car and then we planned to eat some dim sum in Cal- or in uh, San Francisco on our way because we landed like an hour past when we would need Ugh. to eat dinner. It was like, we got to eat now. Yeah. And um, so we get there and they're like, oh, by the way, so I guess because of this review, not only did they comp the nights, but they're like, we're also going to like make sure that they have a really good experience. We're going to leave a bottle of wine for them, whatever. So we get to our room and they have um, a bottle of champagne on ice. And then like that afternoon's like picnic happy hour thing, which was like at our place every day, they had like this big, like four quad, like a bento box thing. And like three of the four were like full of cheese, like nice cheese. Mm-hmm. And then like the th- fourth one was grapes. And then you would grab like a, like this really cute, like craft paper bag. And it would have, a wooden knife, which is very adorable to me. Okay. Um, water crackers, and then two, like, really delicious homemade cookies. And so they had that waiting for us when we got to our room, and we were like, hell, hell yeah. yeah, bruv. And um, we had a fireplace in our room, and it was just, like, the bed was really comfy. It was, like, a really, it was a beautiful hotel. Did it get cooler at night? It did get a little bit cooler at night. Parker was surprised, because there was one day where we were actually in the town of Sonoma in the afternoon, um, just that we had to like grab a little bite to eat cause we hadn't had time to get lunch between our first two tastings and we were like, Ooh, I need, I'm dry. And we walked to the original Williams Sonoma, which was fun. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It literally didn't occur to me that that, would that cute? started in Sonoma. How yeah. Nancy Myers? It was very Nancy Myers. It was in this man's house. Okay. He just died last year or the year before. Was he hit. Williams? Yes. Something. Uh, what was his name? It was like, it was a cute first name. It was like, it wasn't like Dickie or something. It was like. I don't remember. Anyways, he was gay, and oh. his partner just died last year. But they were over a hundred, both of them. Wow, I know. I did always sense that going to William Sonoma made me a better ally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really I've known cute. This for it years. was an adorable little store. But um, anyway, so we were out there when it was the peak of the heat. It was like 104, and I was like, I want to die. I want to die. And went back to our hotel and got in the pool. Thank God. Mm. Um, and we came back for dinner also in Sonoma that night. And it was like two to three hours later and like 25 degrees cooler. It was like wow. it had gotten down to like a pleasant like 75 to 80. Like, oh my God. It was wild. Yeah, we, we were unfortunately there during like wild heat. And like locals were like, God, it's hot, huh? And I was like, I'm sorry. That's our fault. We brought it with us. Yeah, it's um, the Texan. It's the Texan. But we um, tried some delicious wines. Um, of the six wineries we visited, only one was kind of a dud. And I think it was mainly because they were like, due to the heat, it's going to be a grab and grow, grab and go tasting of um, like, we'll just give you your flight of wines instead of having like someone walk you through them one at a time. So we brought these like like five wines outside and by the time we got to like the third one they were all just like hot so it was like Uh. this is yucky um but other than that i mean truly delicious all the way around and then our last night we oh my god it's the hills there are so windy like the roads on the hills Mm -hmm. and so like we had driven through a lot of that early like the first day we went out to the coast um for our first tasting was like way up in the hills on the coast and it was really cool really cool views 
Um, but definitely like hairpin turns, like, you know. I love that. Full 180 degree. And then that was fine. It was like first thing in the morning, really bright, you know, whatever. Our last night we were going to dinner in St. Helena, which is in Napa County. And, um, the route that we had to take was like through like a hilly mountainy pass Mm -hmm. And really windy roads and, like, super high. Like, it would get up really high and then start, like, the the gradation of the road was, you know, really intense Um, the whole way. And so on the way there, I was like, ooh, this is kind of scary. It's like, but at least there's, like, sunlight. And I was like, shit, I don't want to do this in the dark. Because there were also times where I was, like, looking at my phone. It was like, I have no service. And I was like, what would happen? What would happen? So we did that drive. We, we like, looked for alternate routes. And it was like, there is another route. It would be, like, an additional 30 minutes. Mm. um, And that we didn't have any way to guarantee that it also wouldn't be through the hills. So it was like, at least, you know, we've done this road. So we're taking these, like, intense, like, turns and curves and stuff. Like, dark, dark, dark. Like, no streetlights. No other cars on the road. Um, did it feel like, um, did you see that movie, Nocturnal Animals? I didn't. Okay. Um, but I was telling Parker about how I'm on, I frequently find my For You page has taken me to Appalachian TikTok. Fascinating. They, yeah, it is fascinating. And um, some of them have talked about, like, just the folklore about, like, like hill people and forest people and stuff was that going through your that was what i was worried about and parker was like oh i didn't get spooky out of those woods at all i just got it was really dark and i was like no i got very spooky energy out of it you know here's not to be like an essentialist but this is i think that women are blessed with more intuition right yeah and that always comes up in travel situations yeah yeah craig and i were in toledo like we were you know walking through these like very narrow little back roads and yeah. there was like one area where I couldn't quite see a street light at the end mm-hmm. and I was like we we're not gonna, going down there we're turning around right now yeah. I just like my yeah. my hair's on ends mm-hmm. we're not doing it mm-hmm. yeah yeah I like managed to like banish intrusive thoughts on the drive because I was mm-hmm. like oh my god oh my god like I just kept looking at the map and it'd be like you know and you're gonna turn in three and a half miles and I was like I know at that point then that then we're on like a, a brighter road and we're closer to our hotel but, like, each mile took, like, five to six minutes because you were having to go so slowly. And um, so I was, like, okay, 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 like, 20 more minutes. Like, oh, my God. And just, like, really counting down the time. And then once we got back to our room and, like, settled for the night, I started having, like, anxiety. Like, I was, Whoa. like, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, just because it was kind of, like, a delayed just, like, reaction. Yeah, I, like, it. stuffed it down. Yeah. Oh, that's so I couldn't go to sleep. And Parker was like, you know, he was exhausted because Fish. it had been, you know. Yeah. It, but, oh, Lord. But anyways, it was beautiful. It was like a lovely trip. We want to go back sometime when it's not going to be a jillion degrees. We're like, maybe like April would be a good time of year to go. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was really, we ended up joining a winery. Um, definitely didn't need to do that. But we were like, I like this. It was the last one we visited. Well, but, you know, it's, Why not? it's kind of fancy. It's it cool. was It was like a it's fun. Like a, it's, a, it's a cute treat. Yes, exactly. And it was like, you know, they send three bottles of wine four times a year. Like, it's not, it's not you know, it's not commitment. ridiculous. No, you're good. Um, But we, one of our, the second winery we went to on the first day we were there was one that mom and dad and their friends had been to last week. And they're like, if you can get into this place, it's worth your while. It's kind of kooky. And dad was like, you know, Michael put this in an interesting way. He said, owning a winery is just a rich man's hobby. And I was like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. All the people that own these are just like 
dumb rich like yeah. stupid rich which is kind of a shame because i want to i want like yeah it's like a fun it's a cool thing to be into oh but well, yeah no i mean i'm just like i like the idea of like someone getting to live simply and like, yeah you know, like run this little winery it's just really expensive to make I just wine. wish italians were real i guess <laughs> is what i'm saying so this winery this jarvis winery was like it's so it's like what a name jarvis it's like cut into a hill so that it like feels like a cave like it definitely feels like you're in like a lair like a bond villains lair cool and it was really cool um they have like there's this one like big arch doorway everything is arches there's a big brass arch doorway and the tour guide was like okay get your phones ready if you want to record this this is what i call the wizard of oz moment and he like pushes the button and the the door is like open this way and there's like you go into this hall that has like just all these geodes like put into like crashes in the wall it was really cool but um the couple the guy that owns it was like one of the inventors of um uh, fiber optics so you know he's loaded wow he's 99 years old um wow uh-huh. and they had a picture of him and his wife at like the 2018 members ball or whatever and a lot of old bitches a lot of old bitches Sonoma. a lot of old bitches <laughs> so our our tour guide tasting guy kept saying uh, yes, and, and Mr. William is Mr. Jarvis and Mrs. Jarvis's biological son. And I was like, why does he keep saying biological son? It was like, he said it probably like three or four times. It was very weird. It's like a weird rich people thing. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like, is that like, there's something sinister about you I insisting know, that we I know, know that he's... <laughs> and, um, and then at one point he goes, well, you may have noticed there's a bit of an age difference between Mr. and Mrs. Jarvis. And we were all like, yeah, we noticed. Oh, <laughs> She's boy. like maybe in her 60s you know this, right. this old bitch is 99 and um he's like so this is not mr jarvis's first marriage in fact he does have children from a previous marriage um they do not in fact work for fiber optics or the winery at all um but his <laughs> his, his and mr kind of well, is this? his oldest this like son? like sharing this person's business yeah exactly his oldest son apparently like works for some uh he's like rich on his own too i'm not on his own but you know what i mean like sure. of his own doing something different he's doing stuff at he's least. doing stuff and he like works in uh, like video game like old-timey video game consoles or whatever okay um but they're the the biological son is the one that's supposed to take over the winery and so like one of the wines we tasted was like William Jarvis's eighth grade science experiment and it was like oh this bitch gosh. at his boarding school made wine for his science fair project Wow. And it was actually pretty good. But, you know, of course it was because he had access to his father's winemaker. Right. Fascinating. Anyways, just that's the, that's the kind of weirdo rich I think I would be. Yeah, they're very weird. Like, apparently Mr. Jarvis had a has a bed in his office because he comes, like, he deals with, like, turning over some of the barrels. Although I'm like, oh, 99 years old? Uh, Maybe he did 10 years ago. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing about like wine and bakeries too it's yeah like you have to you basically it's pretty it's, hands-on well it's hands-on but like with i mean you remember i worked at a bakery like yeah. they they come in at 3 a.m yeah the bakers yeah to start you got it's crazy it's nuts anyways uh really cool really cool stuff and i love wine so that's have great fun. um but i downloaded uh the hunchback of notre dame to watch on the airplane i was wondering if you did that because i was texting you about it and i was like i do feel like perhaps she's still in california yeah and parker was like i was like oh god i gotta watch that when we get back to mom and dad's house tonight and he goes you could just download it on your phone to watch it on the plane and i was like oh word. Blue, again worth every dollar that i don't spend on it. <laughs> um i was i remembered this movie being like fun as a kid but i didn't expect it to hold up and i had fun 
I had fun at the theater. I had a good time with this this film. Um, Tom Hulse, okay, in, imbues this character with such pathos. He does. Okay, you know how like when you hear a mid Atlantic accent, you're like, yes. uh, Got it. It's yeah. the 40s or 50s. <laughs> Tom Hulse is like the platonic ideal of 80s, 80s voice. 80s voice. Right? Yes. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know how to explain it's, it. It's, um... I guess it's, it's because Cal- Amadeus was a smash hit. It's Californian a little yeah. bit. But actually, no, I don't think so. Because I watched some TikTok. Again, basically all of my research. <laughs> research, yeah. It's TikTok. Not entirely, but like... Right. You know. They, they were talking about how American accents started to change, I think, in the 80s because of... The influence of like of pop Californians yeah. and and pop culture, yeah. And I think that's true. Yeah, I think even my own voice, I can hear uh, yeah. influence on influences think, of like, it and Texas. Houston is like a non-regional dialect type of a city. I think you know though. You know? I just firmly believe that if you're from Texas, you get to do the accent. Whether yes, you can because you can slide into it naturally. Yeah, Elizondo, so, no question. Yeah, you know. So it's like that happens. It, it might not be my default setting, but I can do it and I will. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I some days it right. some days it is kind of the default. I reserve the right to talk like this. <laughs> um, um, ones and threes over here. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, Tom Hulse. I don't know. There is just something kind of eighties. It's a little bit like um the earnestness in his voice. I think is also a thing mm-hmm. of the eighties. It sounds like Steve Gutenberg too. Uh, very good. Very, very good. Very good. Same hairstyle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's a he's a slightly wrong-term Goot. I mean, I think Tom Hulse has done quite well for himself, mm-hmm. but he just does not have the name recognition of a Gutenberg. No. I did not know Tom Hulse until I clicked it, and I was like, oh, Medeus. I mean, but then it's like, that movie, did he get nominated for an Oscar? That movie did. did, for sure. I we know. We for sure watched Amadeus, too. Oh, yeah, we right? did. Yeah. 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 That was that Oh, really something. That movie is... It's a good movie. It's fun. It's a good time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the other voices, Jason Alexander... Love that as the as a gargoyle. Yeah, Fantastic. I love the gargoyles were Victor and Hugo. I didn't catch that. Isn't that cute? Well, who was the other it one? Got good. There, I don't remember three. who. Yeah, her name was like like the old lady Mary one. or something. Which, can you confirm for me? I think that she also does the voice of Mulan's Mima. Oh, that's a good guess. Let's see. Um, Hunchback of Notre Dame. I also stupidly thought that that was the name of the Victor Hugo book, but it's actually I thought so too. Notre Dame de Paris. And I read the plot of this movie first of all, or this book. 900-something pages. Bitch, he, do less. Say less. He can't help himself. Say less. Literally everything Victor Hugo did, it was like, oh my god. It was like, the you know, the bitches who write recipes. Right. Just yeah. like, sir, I need you to take it back. Like, we don't need to know all of the details that no, you're giving us but here. but he was probably doing that classic 19th century thing where he, like, it might managed just to put, like, generational gossip in there. You know, like, they <laughs> always do that. Like, True. Like, here's this character, and then, like, their fourth uncle removed was a real roused about. And it's like, girl, we ain't care. You're right. Um, who played the Mary Kay Bergman? No, sorry, that's that's the goat. Oh, I'm glad there's a voice actor for the goat. Of course. Of course there that was. That goat having a pierced ear was so cute. That was adorable. Okay, yeah. Mary Wicks, uh, and she was Laverne. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, what else has she done? Come on, Mary Wicks. She has been in many things. She was in Sister Act. Oh, oh my which, God. No. She was, the, wait, was she the grandmother in Little Women? <gasps> She's Aunt March. Shut your face. I what what was the what was that line we always say from Little Women? Josephine, the draft. No, I I cannot say the same of you, my dear. I cannot say the same for you, my boy. <laughs> she was in wow. she was Sister Mary Lazarus An in Sister Acts one legend. and two. Okay, and Hunchback of Notre Dame was a posthumous release for her. She died oh, before it okay, came so out. Okay, so she was not in Mulan. 
Dang. Okay. But that is that is this is good to know. This I'm is glad this to is know. news we can use. Yes, I'm glad. Aunt to March. Know. That's how about it? That's honestly incredible. I feel uh, lifted by that. Knowledge. I do too. Char- who is Charles Kimbrough? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he was on Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown. Okay. Murphy. Murphy. Also, also my birthday. This man. Wow. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. The second person this week that I found out. It is no longer just Jewel and Drew Carey who share my birthday. <laughs> it is no longer. It is no longer. Jewel was a good one. Drew Carey's kind of lame. Yeah. Really lame. Oh, but you know who else is a really cool one that shares my birthday is Joan Collins. That's a great one. Isn't that great? That's actually really perfect for Ain't you. Ain't God good? Yeah. Ain't uh, God good. Uh, <laughs> so anyways. Okay. So this movie, we, uh, I, when I was reading about it, it was, someone had remarked that it is like considered among the darker Disney movies. And yeah. It's like, yeah, no shit, dude. Also, there was a New York Times article about this movie like two weeks ago. I think oh, it was like, tw- this movie like is 25. How, how many terms are dated in this movie Well, now? there's that. But they were saying like, uh, the people who made it honestly could not believe that Disney greenlit this. Like they were like, this was a... This was a real this bank is shot. Wild. And they were like, sure. And then they were like, we showed it to them. And they were like, oh, we have some slight concerns about the scene where Frollo is like singing about, you know, Esmeralda leading him to to lust. Right. And they were like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess that's pretty dark, whatever. And they, they were kept like, kept it though. All they wanted to change was like one of the shapes of the fire figure. And they were like, that was it? The words are okay? Okay. Like D- dude. They were, what, what a weird children's movie. This did not feel we have like a children's movie. We have attempted infanticide in the first five minutes. Uh, yes. So, okay. And this and is, used the slur for Roma people 20 plus times in this movie. I honestly lost count. Oh, yeah. At first I thought, oh, maybe Captain Phoebus is not going to refer to her as that. Like, he says, like, something about, like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to bother with, like, fortune tellers and whatever. And I was like, oh, that's a nice way to, like not use that word but then yeah. he did later on no you know. and that's an interesting one because even as late as 2011 tlc had that show yeah um, you know mm-hmm. my, it's not my big fat roma wedding right but, sure uh, isn't yeah but i think i mean i think it's probably one of those terms that you can only use within that within community. the community i was yeah. gonna say i think they refer to it themselves as that as, as such yeah i think yeah. so which is you know whatever yeah because but Roma is the correct term, right? Yeah. Because I can't... Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Or Romani. Romani. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, where I taught in Leander, there were a couple of families that were Roma, Romani, um, that were featured on that TLC show. Let me tell you, that show was good. It was entertaining. <laughs> it was, it was entertaining. Show. It was entertaining. Um, yep. So... Yeah. This... the We start off with Frollo essentially doing, like, a purge. Of the Roma people, right? Well, actually, we start at when Quasimodo and his, he's an infant, and his parents are, yeah, the, I guess you're saying Frollo was purging then. Yeah, they were trying to escape yes. town, yes. right? And, and then he's they, like, what are you stealing, woman? And, like, grabs a bundle from her, thinking it's a loaf of bread. Like, sir, once again, he's a classic Javert type. Classic Javert type. The yeah. French are just like that. They're simply like that. Right. Also a Victor Hugo character, though. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Victor Hugo was like, I effing hate my countrymen. <laughs> and he also was like, uh, I love, I love to kill innocent, virtuous women in my books. Yeah. I absolutely love to do that. Huh. Um, virtuous women who people at the time might not have considered virtuous, but by virtue of the story, he's like, she's innocent. She's one of God's innocents. You know, this poor what sex worker. messy bitch, Victor Hugo. What a messy bitch. And when I was reading about his actual book, The Notre, Notre Dame de Paris, was that it was specifically intended to, like, um, 
read down to like, uh, or, or I don't know how to explain. Like it's, it was supposed to like uh, reinforce French values at a time that they felt were like they were under attack. Whatever the hell that means. It's, isn't it fascinating how strongly nationalistic they still yes, are? Yes, they still so are. But in his case, it was that um, he was concerned about like the number of Gothic cathedrals that were being allowed to go into ruin because he was like, this is okay. a really important and feature you know of our country. And I'm going right. to agree with him on that. So apparently, before this book came out, Notre Dame de Paris was not considered like a major destination and he is the reason that this book is now or that that church is now considered of such national importance i kind of wish he'd done it for chart right instead right that's a harder sell though chart you know it is it's hard to like say this like especially on a podcast this is not the form but like chart is beautiful (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like i think first of all i think new orleanians are correct to to take back the pronunciation and call it charters yeah they're right because chart is a terrible name. I remember in, in art history, I mean, like, and next it's going to be, like, the Chart Cathedral. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> that is the funniest shit I've ever heard. And then they showed the cathedral, and I was like, I'm not laughing now, Buster. It's <laughs> a beautiful cathedral. It's real pretty. <laughs> it just is. Uh, bet. <laughs> I would love to think that me and my little side part and my like shitty taste in fashion in 2008 was like dead ass. Um, man. Okay. I was trying, sorry. I was trying to look up what Frollo's title is. And this, he's a judge in the book. He's like an archbishop. That's what I thought. Yeah. So they, 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 they they separated that character, bifurcated that character. It's hard to convey in a kid's movie that like the church and the state were kind of like, right. They sisters, were like sisters. Yeah, know? they were like in this one. The church is completely blameless. Right. It, it place of sanctuary for all of God's children, and we don't care. You know, if you are a Roma, we love you. Come on in, babes. We love right. it. Um, <laughs> we wear blue jeans here. <laughs> you come as you are. We accept no everybody. People allowed. <laughs> if you find a perfect church and you join it, it's not perfect anymore. Okay. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, yeah. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, Quasimodo's, his parents are, his mother is killed on the steps of Notre Dame uh, because Frollo doesn't realize it's a baby. He's about to throw the baby and into a well. Another, right. With no regard. Just about to just. In a children's movie. In the first five slam minutes. Slam dunk baby Jessica. Quasimodo. <laughs> Not baby Jessica. He, yeah. He's, he's fully going to be hanging from the rim. Just baby Jessica. <laughs> him in terrible. There. Well, it, I didn't make the movie. <laughs> So the archdiocese here, archbishop, archdeacon, archdeacon, this this cute bitch, whatever his name is. Yeah, he was adorable. So cute, but he's essentially like the same um, same type as the priest as, in thank you. Notre Dame. Like, Les Mis. Take my silver. Yeah. You know. Yes, exactly. I don't remember how the song goes. <laughs> but 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 is it like my brother? You left the best part or something? You know, like it makes me this, cry. It's but really so sweet. <laughs> but like, but it is so cheesy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it does. It's also effective. It's effective. Like it it is uh not to not to be cheesy, but it was like the probably one of the better like um message of Christ moments yeah, absolutely. in a movie. No question. Um anyway. So the archdeacon Deacon, yeah. It's like, hey, guess what, Frollo? You have to raise this baby now mm-hmm. to atone for your sins. Which seems like a punishment to the baby, honestly. Well, you know, if you keep watching the movie, I think you'll agree. Agree, right. Um 
But he's like, fine, I'll raise him, but you guys have to keep him. Which is like, okay, so they're basically raising So it's your sharing custody. Right. Okay, got it. Well, and you also just let him get raised by gargoyles. Right. Which is, is adorable, it actually. It worked, worked out great for him. It was, um, so they then skip ahead, and we find a 20-year-old Quasimodo. Is he 20? He's supposed to be 20. Oh, okay. What an absolute cutie patootie this guy is. He really is. What a sweetheart. I like that, uh, how hairy he is. Yes, very hairy. Um, Our hairiest prince today. In the original book, he was not treated so kindly. Like they didn't, they didn't seem to make him like a, a lovable figure necessarily in oh no. Notre Dame de Paris. Like he's a maybe kind of neutral. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Interesting. And Captain Phoebus is actually a character in the book, but he's like they've kind of combined a couple of characters to make him. Okay. Yeah. So there was some other person that she was like in love with and Captain no, she was in love with Captain Phoebus. There was another guy that was in love with her. Okay. I mean, again, this is this is living. Lo- right. He loves to make like a He's messy love triangle. situation. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, a clergyman who has a heart after God. Right. On God. Just, so, <laughs> like, so they like very fussy law enforcer. Right. It's they, all the same, babes. They got a Disney was like, we're gonna just kinda take a red pin to the whole situation and we're gonna clean it up. Make it what we want it to be. And it still is so dark for a child. It's so dark for children. We just straight up have, like, racist pogroms. Yes. In this absolutely. Movie. Like, full genocide. It's just, da-da. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's nuts. And, like, I'm going to burn the whole city down yeah. to try to kill this one woman. Like, it was pretty nutty. Sir. But, so, Quasimodo, he's like... Um, which, by the way, really mean name. Extremely mean name. Half formed. Like that's so rude. And like Robert is fine. Uh, right. Francois ought to do. Give that man a name, and he's again cannot overstate what a sweetheart. I like that he also has like the raw strength of like a gorilla. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like they don't really explain how that would work. No, they and don't. They do, weirdly, he's pumping iron up there. Like, I guess he's lifting his gargoyle friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if the, this was intentional on Disney's part but when they, he was walking I was like oh that poor thing he's probably in so much pain yeah like you get a sense of like yes. how he's physically ailed yes absolutely know? his body looks like it's in like agony it's just, and like yeah. I'm sure that he was not provided with appropriate bedding you know right. upon that stone floor they didn't get him one of those bed by number situations right. they didn't they didn't um so he's like watching the festival feast of fools on january 6th we have something of a feast of fools in our country on january 6th of this year I was as well just like my friend ingrid's birthday oh her birthday's <laughs> the seventh. seventh yeah right right i forgot about that she's well, no fool. i didn't correct but i here's here's my my dumbassery too he was like Feast of Fools festival. I was like, is that what I that word? Bitch, comes I wondered from? the same thing. Is it? No. Okay. But they really wanted you to think that. I was like, didn't they? I've made a mental note. Look up the etymology of the word festival. Yeah, and I, was I didn't. So disappointed it wasn't Damn, Feast of Fools. What a it's shame. It's like a Latin like festava. I mean, that's a lost opportunity. But it, okay. I think so too. You know, whatever. What are you gonna do? I, I, we can't do anything about it now. Um. So he always watches, but then he decides he's gonna go, and he makes like little figurines. That broke my dumb heart. I know. (laughs) Um, The theme of the festival is body neutrality. Uh, Because they're looking... Upside down. We're looking for, you know... An ugly queen. The people who are the ugliest are the pretty ones for the day. And I was like... 
I, this is, you're, you're almost there, girl. You almost had so it. So close. You were so, so close. close. And then they were like, oh, he's hideous. Let's bring him on up here. And it seems like things are going to go well for a while because he's like, look, I know this is not my main feature. Like, right. I'm just right. happy to be here. And he's like, honestly, like, seems to be touched by being noticed and participating in life. Like, he's like yeah. crying happy tears because it's like. People aren't like averting their eyes. Right. They're like celebrating me for being ugly. Yeah. Like, that's sweet. And things were going fine until, as you said, this is why there's no cops at Pride. This is why there's no cops at Pride, yeah. Because the, the guards start throwing maymays. Yeah, they throw tomatoes at this poor man. It's so He's sad. minding his business. So sad. Um, and Frollo had, like, told him, like, don't come down there. I'm only participating because this I am great a... great value Alan Rickman that uh, played... Bloop. This, because I, the whole time I was like, you tell me that's not Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Okay. I have such doubts. Okay. If you uh, say so. Okay. Yeah, and Frollo's like, this is fine. Let him let him get humiliated. He needs to learn a lesson. And then Esmeralda. Who? That bitch. Demi Moore. She was a baddie for the ages. She was such a baddie. A truly, I think, the hottest Disney female character. Yeah, and like, I, we just don't really talk about it because she wasn't a princess. But, right. you know, she had all the makings. Beautiful. These bright, bright green eyes. Big, big beautiful, big, long hair. Beautiful. <laughs> big, and yeah, her Rest hair was, like, really fun. Ha- which, with the hair compliments, which It was I actually kind of short for Disney princess hair. It was. Well, I just, her, you know, they always have to have, like, a little animal sidekick, too. Yes, oh my god, her little really goat cute. named Jolly with an ear piercing. So what a cute tea. So she breaks it all up, and Frollo's like, uh, no. Oh, you don't come into my house and teach me how to parent my 20 year old and so he's like uh, sees her but basically he's saying that because he popped wood right <laughs> right like there's just no he way liked what he saw there's like no, no way, to... way around it <laughs> um, and new to town cop uh, Captain Phoebus voiced by the inimitable Kevin Klein but doing an imitation of Patrick Warburton I do feel truly it, yeah. it does feel that way yes you're right yeah and also I will say not our cutest Disney male lead. No, you you sent me a picture of him. He what did like, I call him? This is no kind of Disney man. <laughs> well, it just isn't. He's not you good said enough. He looks like Cody from Sister Wives. That's right. He does look like Cody Brown from Sister Wives. <laughs> I was like, I knew he looked like Boo Boo in some way. Yeah, he's, he's got also that like bad a hair. John Smith. Yeah, it's bad. It's not great. Yeah, it's that Hanson hair. It's bad. It's like a bowl cut. Yeah, it's bad. but um, but he like you know, she goes into the church, which is refuge, and then they have like classic little like sword fight repartee. They're in love, right? Surprise, they're in love. Yeah, she meets Quasi, and is like, oh, that's so shitty. What happened? Thank um, you so much for like taking me in. Yeah, and they become fast friends. The gargoyles aren't good at reading body language. This is heartbreaking, to be quite. <laughs> it's frank. heartbreaking because it's like, oh, the gargoyles are stupid. Well, that, but also, I'm like, so they're they're kind of like, hey, she likes you, and yeah. he's like, no, you guys, no, they, no, he, they, she doesn't, and they're like, no, 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 she does. Like, she wants to come back and see you again tomorrow. Like, she likes you, and of course, Esmeralda is like definitely not trying to lead him on. She's like very no. She's just being a sweetheart, and but this poor baby sings a song about how he was like. I always knew I would never be able to fall in love because I'm ugly, but maybe she likes me. And it's like, why did they do this to me? It was not right. It was not okay either. No, I... We skipped over Esmeralda's song where she sings something like, uh, protect my people or whatever. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. With that choir and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we need to talk generally about how Notre Dame was uh, animated because... Yeah. Very cool. Gorgeous. A lot of really cool, like... 
Catholic yes stuff. Yes. I had to specify last weekend because I when I was in Lockhart. Uh-huh. Um because I'd brought up m- multiple Catholic things and I was like, just to be clear guys, I'm not converting. Right. Um <laughs> I've just recently decided they have the coolest iconography. They absolutely not even do. recently decided this. I've just decided I'm going all in. I remember our grandmother I once, married one. I yeah. get to do it. I remember our grandmother once saying like, well, you know, if I hadn't been Baptist, I would have been Catholic. And I was like, God, dead ass. Like, can we be Catholic instead? Like, I don't super love the guilt. No, I don't love that either. But I also got that being an evangelical. So yeah, people don't talk about that enough. People don't be talking about evangelical. People guilt. don't be talking about but that. But it's that's a thing. It no, exists. yeah, Catholics are cool. And they are like, cool, and I their churches are way the hell prettier than ours. Saints are awesome. Yeah, like whole new characters. Come on, more people to talk to. Right, we've just been watching this art house play with one god. Right. And they get, like, friggin' Saved by the Bell over right. there. They have no. so many characters. It's so great. It's so cool. Yeah. Anyway, very cool stuff. I loved, also the, like, uh, they incorporated Latin chants to great effect in this oh movie. Oh my god, it was so cool. We're, like, two minutes in before I'm hearing a Kyrie eleison. Yes. You know? It's so cool. Um, it's so cool. Come on, Disney. You do. They, like, really. They're that bitch. They really ate this. They and really, they did not have to. They didn't have to. The expectations were pretty low, I'd say. And, yeah. Uh, they did a good job. So, Frollo has his, like, I want song. Yes. But the villain. But what it's, on its head, it's a villain song. It's the daddy horny song. It's the, it is the daddy horny song. Basically, he's it's like. It's really gross, actually. It's gnarls. Like, he's like, either this girl is with me. Or, or I'm going to kill her and ruin this whole city. Her. Yeah. I'm going to burn the city down. Right. And he's like, how dare she make me horny? That's exactly. It's very dark. That's very. It's so It's creepy. giving very creepy, dark incel energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. The incel of Notre Dame. Yes. Um, but it's not who you'd be thinking. It's not who you'd be thinking. No. Well, there's a couple. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, but like he's the but one. But he would like, never identify that way. No, it's it's that Frollo is blaming a woman for his own yes. arousal. That's the yes. problem to me. Yeah. Um, and anyways, Vir- Virgin Frollo over there. Oh, he's so gross. And uh, Chad Phoebus. <sighs> and Phoebus is not cute, but like he is like dashing. You know, dashing's maybe the right word. I do feel like he could pick me up and throw me, which, as you know, is a quality that I yes, that you appreciate. That I appreciate. So Frollo is like on a. An, all out war. Like, I'm gonna burn houses down. Have gonna- you ever been so horny? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you get so sprung <laughs> that you start a genocide. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. On accident. <laughs> We've all been there. No like judgment. In the, in the witching hours. <laughs> when you're so, lonely. <laughs> Phoebus is like, they get to this one house and, and Frollo's like, okay, she's not there. But, like, I'm going to burn this house down and make an example of these people. And Phoebus is like, no, they're innocent. And he's like, did they not teach you how to obey orders? And he's like, they told me to not kill people. Right. And, um, anyways, so they... That was wild. He was like, you're under house arrest. Hey, Phoebus, burn them. And he... So then Frollo himself is the one that lights the house up on fire. And Phoebus, like, bursts through the door and gets them all out. Which, these people are, like really smiley like they're like oh thank god he got us out and i'm like yeah i guess relief was like fair to portray in these cartoon characters but mm-hmm. like if my house was being burnt to the ground yeah. i might not be like 
happy. Like, I'd be happy to be reunited with my baby or whatever, but, like, I wouldn't be out there smiling, like, thank you so much, Captain Phoebus. Couldn't be me. I would never be that goofy. Like, it's just kind of like the cops burned your house down, and you're like, thanks for saving us from the fire you started, cops. You know? Yes. You know? It's very that. So, anyways, Polo is like... immediately identified who the good player was, and you just are not buying that. Right. No. No. There's a lot of chaos. Like, come on. There's quite a bit of that. Anyway, so Frollo's like, shoot him, shoot him, but don't don't hurt my horse. Call an ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> so Phoebus does get an arrow in his shoulder and falls into the sin and, and Frollo, this is a classic stupid, stupid villain move, goes, Leave him there, let his body rot in the sin. <laughs> I love this Frollo impression. Because you make him sound like the police commissioner. It's not at all what he sounds yeah, like. Not at all, but I really like you're, you know what you're you're doing this. It's a Tim Robinson voice. You're doing Tim Robinson I've been watching. Voice. I think you should what leave was, for like what was four the name days. of the store? Dan <laughs> Dan Patch no, Dan Flashes. Dan Flashes. <laughs> The patterns are so complicated. <laughs> oh my god, I love that show is so stupid. <laughs> I got too much shit on me. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> what does that do for the greater good? <laughs> that was a line we could we we can never remember what he was saying. But how does that help humanity? We were like, what is the line? Said, this is like very mean? much the kind of thing that you and Parker show me. It's like I will always associate in review with Andy Daly. Oh my the god, pancakes divorce pancakes episode. Oh with my y'all. god, it's so dark. Because I remember there was a while there where Parker would laugh at the line. Enough with being married. <laughs> Better to go out on a high note, right? <laughs> Y'all were like just got married and we're like dying laughing. So we were just talking about review the other day because Parker was like, "What an insane concept for a show! It starts seeming so innocuous and like if you watch the first two episodes, you're like, okay, this is cute enough or whatever. And then the third episode, he's like, "What if this character lights his life on fire? Right for for this public access TV show? It's so good, man. God, it's so funny. Um, So, anyways, Phoebus survives. Surpresa. I don't know how." Does Esmeralda get him out of the water? I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, she somehow, she and another, like, big burly guy managed to get him to Notre Dame. And she's like, my friend. She's very careful to call him my friend. Quasi. I, she's done nothing wrong. She's giving very clear signals. She's like, I, listen, I love you. And I think Quasi like knew that in his heart, too. I, I just think, think so he too. needed to, like, entertain that thought Right, and that's fair. And that's healthy. People, that's healthy. people have crushes. People have crushes. That's, there's nothing wrong with having nothing a Nothing with a crush. Um, anyways, so she shoves Captus, or no, I guess she puts him on a bed, but then uh, Quasi hears Captain Frollo coming, or Judge Frollo? God, the names, the titles. Let's just like, um, Frollo. I think they call him Judge Claude Frodo, Frollo, right? Sure. Yeah. We'll just call him Claude. 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 Um, so he Did hears him? Claude. Claude. So he hears him coming up the stairs, and he's like, shit, shit, shit. And he hides his soldier friend under the bed, or under the table. My bad. Also, when Frollo comes to eat with um, Quasimodo, mm-hmm. he eats on, like, regular plates, and he has, like, Quasimodo eaten, like, wooden versions of them. Did you notice this? I didn't notice this, but, like, the thing about Frollo, and I'm, like, he's, I'm like, gonna just catch a, heat for this. I just don't think he's a good person. He's, like, mean as hell. He's so mean. And, like, petty. He's, he's so horny. And so, yeah. Like, th- probably Disney's horniest character. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. He, well, he's one of the only villains motivated purely by lust. By... by that's true. Bloop. Yeah. They didn't even try to make it like, and he loves the power. No. Or no, the it money. Like, it was like, Dad, damn, that woman is more. hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was so nasty. Um, so Esmeralda, like, is, 
I don't oh she's like trying to escape because she knows Frollo's looking for her and Frollo's like we're gonna find the court of miracles that's where they all hang out you know yeah with like the town's jesters the town's jesters the 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 court people Um, their whole vibe is giving very um cask of amontillado it's very fun yeah i love that spooky like the the guards kind of dressed up like uh in their phoebe bridgers outfits you know yet yes they were famously dressed as phoebe bridgers yeah and um clopin is like the jester character say that one more time clopin put the music in it clopin thank you uh he's fun yeah no he's a good time he is very fun he's um He's like, he's, he's a trickster, you know. Classic he's trickster like, type. Uh, very spooky little card. He's very spooky. Yeah. You know, doing flips and shit. Uh-huh. And he puts a noose around Quasimodo and... He's motivated only by folly. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, somehow, I forgot to tell you. The boys are like, we have to go warn all of the G-words, the Roma. Uh-huh. Um, because Frollo's going to find them in the morning and he's going to, like, kill all of them. So we got to get them out of the Court of Miracles. So, like, got to get them to safety. So they go down there using the little like uh, it kind of looks like a dream catcher necklace that Esmeralda has it given does, to Quasimodo you know, I got one of those when I was a kid oh you did yeah it was like it was like a Disney store kind of purchase oh I did okay I was like is yeah. it a Paris map kind of thing or yeah I remember well, I, I didn't know, know if, if that I got was it, like, actual... from, from like McDonald's or whatever okay. but I remember having one I didn't know if that was like based on a real thing people used to do about Paris because it is kind of shaped a I bit, could see that a bit like an eye. Or yeah, they probably sell them in the malls there. Yeah, like little rice necklaces. Yeah, you know, no, no doubt, no question, no question, no question. Um, no, I mean, the, whatever I had was like clearly based off of the movie. The, the okay, movie. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So yeah, they go find all these people, but Clopin is like, "How'd you narcs get here?" It does not give them. He he said, "Shoot first, ask questions later, uh, hang he's first. A, he's a little too committed to the cause, I would say. He is, yeah. So he's like a little uh, intense. He's like, these guys are." us we're gonna hang them right now before they get to say get to say what they're doing down here and then Esmeralda's like no 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 they're my friends like but then it turns out that Frollo was like he like followed them there so it puts Quasi in a real bad situation because he didn't mean to but yeah he did lead the enemy right into yeah it's a tricky situation it happens all the time it's classic yeah um I can't remember how... Oh, they end up, like, having a full battle in the streets of Paris. I oh, mean, I mean, it, it, again, it went full Les Mis, where it was like, yes. can you hear the people sing? And, and like, like, yeah. Apparently in the book, that whole thing was a little bit different, too. It was, like, the people of Paris um, are, like... I can't remember. It was, like, they they get mad at Frollo for something different. I don't remember what it was, but... Uh, it sounds like the battle lines are different in the book. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's would not like the alliances aren't what they are in here. He is horny in the book, though, is what I understand. Yes, that is true as well. Um, that is a through line. And another thing and in the Disney book... And Disney thought that was important to keep. One thing that's weird in the book is that Esmeralda and Quasimodo were to have been, like, switched at birth. Like, she's not actually Roma. He was. And allegedly, these tricky Roma racist oh, stereotype. No. Is, the, is the book really, like, xenophobic? I think maybe. Yeah. Switched the babies so that they took a healthy... The French were a mistake. They took a healthy French baby and then left this deformed baby in its place. Which is like, that's... Whatever. Anyways. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, they get in this huge thing. Oh, I know what it was. Frollo is planning to execute Esmeralda in the town square. He's lit the pyre. 
Okay. And Quasi swoops in and grabs her. That's right, the right, deal. Right. And when he gets her up there, she's like non-responsive. And yeah. it's like, oh shit. I thought she, cause she died. Like 20 years. Like, I was like, oh, I forgot she died. Well, and like in the book, she does actually die. Ooh. You know, but Disney was like, we can't do that to these people. Right. So, oh, she also, man, I'm really. You know what? Not as good a time as any for our ad. Um, <laughs> this is not actually. This week's brought to you by D8 Date Seltzer. Now that is Delta 8. Hemp Once derived again. Delta 8, 12 ounces, <clears throat> um, 20 milligrams. Drink it if you want to get uh, stories in reverse order. Like, I when- cannot believe, like, <clears throat> God, what a special treasure that we found out this year that you can just basically have marijuana. <laughs> And nobody can do anything about it. So, sorry. Um, there was a moment where Fe- Phoebus... What a doofus name. They they call him Feeble and Doofus later. And I was like, that's funny. It's funny. That's funny. Perhaps he could have gone by something else? Like, Francois. Again, a first name is great. We I love first names. We love first names. So, he, Phoebus and Esmeralda had a moment after she's like... She gets him settled at in the bell tower and he says something she's like you're really lucky that arrow didn't hit your heart and he's like i'm not so sure it didn't pretty smooth line actually yeah that's yeah it's pretty smooth and they kiss okay and then poor poor um quasimodo is like very heartbroken over that but he decides to swallow his pride and work with he's a true king that's that's what sets them out to go find yeah esmeralda well because he's like okay i want to like still maintain this friendship right she's she's still a good person that i like right so yeah that's how they end up at the court of miracles and then frollo does as well and he captures um esmeralda to execute her in front of everyone and um quasimodo's like i don't think so and her crime Making sexy. Horny. Yeah. Yeah. Being sexy. Having those big naturals. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Quasimodo swoops in, gets her, and then he like holds her up. This was really cool, actually. So I'm saying his like insane brute strength. Right. But he, what is it that they say? It's not, oh, he like holds her up and he goes, sanctuary. Oh, sanctuary. Yeah. Sanctuary. And, um, ooh, my computer is dying. Oh, no. Oh, not that. Um, <laughs> so, um, and I said, girl, you've been talking a long time. Um, anyways, so, uh, he thinks she's died. It's really sad. And then she comes back to life and a whole chase scene with Frollo ensues. I mean, acrobatic fight scene here. We love an over, acrobatic fight over scene. the sides of no, I didn't um, think he that pours molten lead into the mouths of the gargoyles and they like spit it. That was tight. There's tight. no way it would have worked that way, but it was really when cool. George Costanza took the stones and made bit it bullets, and they made bullets out of it. That was sick. <laughs> that was sick. That I made me love, proud to be an American. I also love how that gargoyle was George Costanza. It straight up was George. It was just George. It's simply no getting around. There's no it. getting around it. He makes a bunch of fart jokes. Like it was like dumbed down for kids. George Costanza. Yeah, we love Jason Alexander in this house. A king. A king. Um, I did an FMK recently of the oh. men of Seinfeld. Now, how would you feel about that? Oh, um, it would be. Ha- I would have to kill Kramer. Um, Not the actors. Just oh. the characters. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I mean, he is gross to me. I find him very repulsive, but he does seem to have lots of ladies, so maybe he knows what he's up to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's an F. Kramer? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe it's a Mary Jerry mm-hmm. and then a kill George. That's the right answer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, 
But George is the funniest to me. George is the funniest. He's actually a very good dresser. Yeah. Yeah, um, he is an incredibly good dresser. There's just something viscerally disgusting about him. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's the the picture on the red settee is just it's hilarious. The disbursement of his body hair I find fascinating. Yeah, it, it's, an unusual, it's an unusual thing. It is. Jason Alexander is such a talented man. He's so fun. So fun. And what? you know, he didn't... He was like uh, trying to be Shakespearean. He neither dated a teenager nor uh, said anything racist. the N word out several times exactly. on stage. Exactly. Exactly. So he's, I would say, of the main four, he's number two. Yeah. Julie it's Louis. Always got to be JLD at the top. Always going to be number one. She's, always number she's one. She's like among the top 10 people. of all time, period, people. <laughs> I would agree. No, I would have to agree. The thing is, like, she's not even a little bit overrated. It's no. crazy. It's it, she's she's she, getting hotter. Yep. I don't know how. <laughs> she got that Seinfeld money and also the being rich money. Like her family was rich. Yeah. She grew up rich, rich, like rich, rich, rich. Which I think is great. But you she know what? Deserves every penny that one. A lot of people that are that rich just don't amount to, <laughs> don't amount to anything. And she was a like a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. Like she did Seinfeld and then the New Adventures of Old Christine, which was not for me, but you know, mom was watching it the other day and was. I, having a laugh I watched it a little bit when I was <clears throat> a youth I didn't I think it's pretty funny it actually. passed me by well she's very funny and then Veep is honestly one for the ages an absolutely incredible show we got really far afield there though Jason Alexander well not as know. far afield as one would think Jason Alexander turned himself into an automatic weapon yeah I think that's great I think yeah it was entertaining um, yes at the end of this whole drama however we have mm-hmm. frollo hanging by his spindly little fingers mm-hmm. and he's like i'm gonna get you and send you to the fires of hell and then oh, a different voice now for him. yeah now he's like i'm gonna get you my pretty and yeah. then he ends up falling into the flames and then for some reason what appears to be uh, five minutes later uh quasimodo and esmeralda walk into the sunlight in paris in different outfits. Yeah. In the daylight, though, and everybody's like, yeah! Didn't he sing a song earlier, too, about how, like, the righteous will prevail and then the <laughs> wicked will fall into flames? Yeah. That was Chekhov's gun. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with me, I'll explain movies to you. Did you see that tweet a few weeks ago that was... Probably not. It said, it was kind of all over the place. It might have ended up on Instagram, too, but it was, like, Chekhov in Act 3 of any of his books or whatever and it was Danny DeVito from <laughs> um, Always Sunny Gordon. Then I just start blasting. <laughs> no I did not see it's that but I really enjoy it's that. Very good. <laughs> just start blasting. <laughs> oh that's good. Oh, that's good stuff. Man. Anyways this was fun and one thing that I liked about it was Clopin had this line at the beginning and at the end where he was like, like let me Clopin. give you I was, he was like let me give you a riddle what makes a monster and what makes a man and I was like that's a really sweet if you're going to, like, boil this down for kids into something that's, like, understandable, like... Right. Sometimes this guy, ugly boy be nice. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes... Sometimes creepy old... Powerful, creepy old man be creepy and powerful. And sometimes, it, listen, sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. Okay. First impressions can't tell you everything. That's... But that also a, not to be ignored. <laughs> so it's tricky. <laughs> so it's tricky. That's... I would say that is actually the entire lesson of this movie. Yeah. So it's tricky. Yeah. <laughs> Give people, like, a second chance. But maybe not a third. <laughs> 
I want like a director's feature of you trying to figure out what the meaning of the movie was and then boiling it down into like as many bumper stickers as you can. Uh, Every one of them had a story. <laughs> and every one of those people has a story. Another gag that they had in this movie that I thought was funny was the old man that keeps getting freed from things and he goes, I'm yes. free, I'm free. And then accidentally trip into like, this he gets out of a, he gets cool out of a cage and then Disney thing they love it. And then he falls into the stocks. Like, I think that was in the trailer probably. I would love to watch the trailer. I bet that's Oh, I not. bet it's a very Steven Schwartz did the music for this. He did a good job. He snapped. He snapped. Yeah. It's good. But they did the, I texted you about this. They did that classic thing at the end. Mm-hmm. It was probably Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. It sounded like it, yep. Disney, when it's like, get your ass up out of the seat, like the movie's over. Yeah. They <laughs> will always play an R&B act du jour. Yep. Mid-tempo piano ballad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. version of the song that the prince was singing yep. not but 30 minutes ago. Exactly. Exactly. So it sounds like a different song and a different experience. It like, is. The, a, the movie's I, over, girl. It's a different experience. <laughs> Get up. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And it it's like a sore thumb. Yeah. Always. Yeah, like, absolutely. It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. No. No. Um, okay, what other Disney period... Oh, are we going to do Talk Everlasting or are we keeping on the animated uh, I'm happy to move into... Talk- we can always go back and forth, girl. We can. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, let me tell you something, too, about uh, Disney racism, um, animation, all that good stuff. So, uh, I had Delta 8 again on uh-huh. Saturday. You, you lie. Surely you lie. <laughs> um, I was just thinking, I wonder if this podcast has taken a real pivot <laughs> now that i don't drink now that i guess we just do delta eight <laughs> honestly it's great i think it's fantastic keeping it loose keeping, keeping it, loose. it loose um but i finished lord of the rings with craig three weeks later and just then, the first one or did y'all watch yeah, the whole thing okay i was gonna say the, whole... the second half of the first one and it's he was a... ready to go in two towers next and i was like not on your life buster you're not gonna watch it ever or just no, like, I, I, will. Break. I will no but in just in that moment i was like <sighs> i just went through a lot i was on a different plane yeah <laughs> so i needed something like very relaxing so i was like oh my god craig there was this <clears throat> animated short that i saw in high school and like I remember that made me want a son. And it was that, oh, a cowboy needs a horse. Oh, it was, needs yeah, it was so cute. So cute. Absolutely adorable. So I like went searching for it on Disney Plus. And like you can find it. No. Oh, I not on Disney Plus, sorry, you can find it on uh, YouTube. YouTube. YouTube's. Well it's not on Disney Plus mm. because it is way more racist than I remembered. <gasps> oh no. So is it about like engines? Native Americans. Yikes. And doing the classic things you do as a little kid when you're like imitating them let us not act like we haven't no, all done them no, no, no. um and I, like right after that i was like oh <laughs> that's why they played it at disneyland though when we were there in like 2008 well but that was that's where we first saw it and we were like yes. well this well, is adorable I, I maintain it is adorable it's so cute but also the way they reworked that song because it's a fest parker song mm-hmm. and they just had like the their classic like lady choir yes yeah yep. the they you kept should, a modern retainer. The, yes. You should watch it because, like, they reworked the song lyrically to, like, work with what's happening on the screen. And it's just funny how kind of, like, ham-fisted it yes, is. Yes, yeah. But I would encourage one if you are, um... Feeling up to it. Imbibing in anything. Or just feeling up yeah. to it. Go look through the old cartoons from the 40s and 50s on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Like, the, the little shorts. Bag. The mixed bag. I love anything. We do, have I told you that I follow um, Looney Tunes backgrounds No, interesting. You should follow this. You mean you like the old, like, Disney, like, Donald Duck ones? Yes. Yeah. I liked the... 
50s Buena Vista. Yes. The, the way that they painted deserts was yes. really tight. Do you remember, I remember seeing this routinely. I think it may have been one of the VHSs that Nana recorded of Disney um, Disney Channel for us. Yeah. Um, it's a um, Chip and Dale cartoon where they like make nut butter or yes. something. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's like. It is, like, lodged in my head. Well, the girl, or, sorry, not not the girls. It was just mainly Matilda. Oh, maybe that's why I saw it recently. Cause Tate, yeah, she got really Tate into watching it. those, like, last year. And I was like, oh, my God, I remember this so vividly. I also remember one where the all the duck kids go camping. Mm, Louie, Huey, and... Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Huey, Dewey, and Louie go yeah. camping with their, yeah. with their uncle, I think. Yeah. I'll look it up. They did some really cute shit back in the so days. So cute. The ducks were always cute. Adorable. Yeah. Pantsless and adorable. Donald had an attitude. Sometimes. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's one of his <laughs> defining characteristics, girl. <laughs> and it wasn't. I didn't, I didn't want to paint him into a corner like people can change. <laughs> There's a Tim Robinson bit you're gonna love since you just said people can show it to you when we get up. Oh yay! Okay, um, but uh, no, he. Um, oh shoot! What was I saying? Oh no, I was gonna say one of his defining characteristics is not just an attitude, but like a full on like anger problem. Yeah, I mean you can't understand him when he's that bad either. <laughs> hey, that's really good. Thanks. Abby's really good at it. I've always she really is. Like, she can talk. Okay, she can say you, words. How do you do it? Like. No, yeah. It's like full gremlin. It feels, yeah, it hurts. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. It, it feels like my, is yeah. my voice too deep to do it? Do I need to go high? Oh, that still sounds like a gremlin. It, it hurts. <laughs> it really does. Crucially, it's not fun to do. Um, yeah, it's not great. Uh, okay, so I do think that perhaps we should watch Tuck Everlasting. Yeah, I think that sounds great because it's going to be like hot as blazes this next week and I'd love to like look <laughs> forward to my, my like fall... It's a spring movie, in my estimation. Okay, that's fair. It does... You know, it's a swing season. Let's just land on it's that. shoulder season. It's shoulder season show. Yes. And, um... It feels con- to me like late content summer. Content warning, Sir Ben Kingsley looking fine as hell in that movie. <laughs> but also, uh, menacing. Yeah, I know. He's definitely for sure scary. Joshua Jackson was so cute in it. So, so cute. So cute. This is, this is another one Scott that... Scott Barstow, we don't need to discuss. We don't... <sighs> Bobby Finger talks about how he used to rent Tuck Everlasting and Wild America regularly hell when he was yeah. a young child. Banana he was like, bread at work. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, bro. Uh, I just talked about Wild America recently. That movie was I'm the glad moment. That we didn't make it up. It was no, it no was one the moment. talks about it. And why don't they talk about it? You know, I'm ready for the people to talk about it. I'm ready Wild for the people America. to talk about it. It had all of them boys. All them boys. It was. What you don't understand is it was a centerfold of boys for the girls. Boys. Yeah. Boys. Make a girl go crazy. It was that song. Yeah. Famously, she, Lizzo wrote that after watching Wild America. Wild America. Yeah. 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 She, here, take a note, Frollo. Sometimes you can channel your horniness for art. Into making art. Most people do. Yeah. I would say before burning a city down. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go to therapy for a low. Go to therapy. Help. Listen to Grace by Jeff Buckley. Rubble on out. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Too <laughs> <laughs> humpy pillow, my good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, on that note, I guess we should probably call it. Um, yeah. All right, y'all. Tuck Everlasting next week. That's on Disney Plus, yeah? 
Oh, I sure hope so. Can I you check it that is, quick? Uh, it, I think it's a Disney property. Yeah, that should be right. Okay, well, well if it's you. not on Disney Plus, just like, you know, um, hit Lindsay up on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, uh, y'all have a great week. Bye. Bye.